Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, April 8th, and the ACC is dead. RIP ACC, worst conference in lacrosse. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. Dukes, how, how's it feeling this week? Uh, college basketball coming to a close for you. And looks like uh, for, for the first time in forever, it makes sense why the ACC doesn't have an AQ. Yeah, I mean, the chains are off me. No more college basketball, all college lacrosse. So I'm pretty pumped about this. Uh, you know, people that know me close know that lacrosse is my passion. I like lacrosse better than any other sport. So I'm just ready to be locked and loaded till probably college football season. So ready to go with lax pumped about it great weekend for lacrosse this weekend kind of stinks but pumped to talk about last week's games yeah uh should mention kansas absolutely terrible at lacrosse so congratulations on your yeah on your on your cute little national championship in basketball but how about you guys try to play a real sport for once yeah how about how about we see you try to put something in the back of the net except the basketball (laughs) except the basketball (laughs) would never happen uh but yeah i mean just a uh listen I, i mean Definitely the, the biggest upset of the season went down this past weekend. Uh, obviously going to have to lead off with this one. The Richmond Spiders. I mean, a huge weekend for the SoCon, actually. A really good weekend for the SoCon. We had Jacksonville versus High Point, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, but the biggest game of the weekend, the Richmond Spiders taking down the two-time defending champs, Virginia Cavaliers, 17-13. Uh, I mean, this was this was one of those games where the whole time you're watching it, the longer it goes on, you're like, no, no chances this should happen, right? Like, there's no way. Like, at, at some point, like, every time Virginia had the ball, you're like, all right, here comes the run that Virginia's going to go on. And it was, it was cute for Richmond to have their fun for, you know, 47 minutes, 48 minutes of this game. But here come, here come the two-time defending champs. Uh, and Richmond just hanging on. And a pretty pretty decisive 17-13 win for the Spiders. Uh, Dalton Young going off for four and three. So got to feel great for the Spiders. Yeah, no, shout out to the Richmond Spiders. I mean, you have to think that this is the biggest upset to ever happen in Virginia sports history, right? Yeah, I can't think of any other one where an, a, like a, a team that should be potentially a one seed if they didn't lose to Maryland, but the uh, an extremely high seed Virginia team losing to a team that no one saw coming. And I, I just, I can't imagine that happening from a, from a conference like the SoCon. I mean, you just don't ever hear that happening. No, not, not even, not even one time would that ever happen, especially, Oh no, this wasn't in the month of month. This, this was in April. April. So this was in the April. biggest, the yeah. biggest upset in <laughs> Virginia sports Virginia. that happens in April. In April. Yep. Yep. Good call with that. But I mean, Hey, shout out the Richmond spiders. Um, you know, I think that, when they played UNC in the beginning of the year, you saw flashes about how good they could be. I mean, if you're going to say that, I mean, I took Virginia minus five. I, I, didn't, I didn't see this coming at all. At one point, I thought that it was a lock, it was like 7-3 at one point in the second quarter. But, I mean, damn. Um, shout out to Richmond. And Ryan Lanchbury, I think he's a really, really good player attackman um, for Richmond. But shout out to the Spiders. That was a... Uh, that was an impressive, impressive win. SoCon could be. I mean, where are we going to put the SoCon right now? Where do they rank? Uh, best I mean, SoCon is is right up there. I mean, you, you, oh wait, let's talk you about think this. Of, you think about what Jacksonville. the SoCon? Jacksonville and Jacksonville and Richmond beat 
possibly the two best teams in the ACC. I just put that together that, in my head. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. You think about <laughs> what what high what high point has done in in previous years with taking yep. down Virginia and Duke, and then this year you've got Jacksonville taking down Duke. Now, again, well, the Duke kind of rebounded a little bit. So now that win looks a little bit better. Their win over Denver right now looks like dog shit because Denver looks like dog shit, but it's still a big win for, for Jacksonville. Um, and then, you know, Rich, Richmond doing this to Virginia, like the SoCon has been such a pain in the ass for the ACC over the last few years. Like you have to imagine that these coaches are going to stop scheduling these games. Cause it's like, guys, like we can't keep getting our pants pulled down to our ankles and then bent over and get our bare butts spanked by the SoCon over and over again. Um, right now, SoCon is the ACC's daddy. Uh, but I don't like, listen, a great win for Richmond, really pumped for all those guys. Like you take down a team like that. Um, you know, you, you're definitely having a big time party that weekend. What I'll say, though, is I am a little bit worried for Virginia now. I wasn't worried for Virginia after they got spanked by Maryland because that was one of those games. I think I mentioned it after in, in, in the episode after that where like maybe you get completely boat raced by the Terps just to give them a false sense of confidence when you have that rematch in, in May. But I figured like that would be Virginia's one slip up of the season. Uh, and then they go out. Not only do they lose this game, but Petey LaSalle gets hurt. Uh, Matt Moore gets a little banged up. So like right now, things aren't looking great for Virginia. They're still looking perfectly fine. They're going to be sitting pretty. They'll be there in the quarterfinals for sure. But they don't look like the absolute shit kickers that we've come to expect uh, out, out, of, out of the Cavs. Shout out to Dalton Young, though. Like, you go up against that offense and, and you come out, like, you have more points than Shelly, more points. Um, you know, obviously, Matt Moore goes out with an injury, but all, more points than all those guys. That, that's, a, that's a big, big game out of him. I'm not worried about Virginia. Like, again, if they, if they won championships in April, sure. But when has there ever been an NCAA champion crown in April? Can you, do you know the last one besides in basketball? I'm going to have to get my uh, my research guys on that one. We'll fact yeah. check it. I'm sure that there's been one, a weird year, maybe. For sure. But I mean, I'm not worried about Virginia. If, they, if we're worried about the health, they'll get healthy. And also, um, I did his name right. I got probably not going to pronounce it right. But Gable Braun, I mean, he went 48%. So, like, I don't even think Petey LaSalle has been playing supremely well this season so far. And I always think that Petey gets better in May. So, let Petey get, it. Let Petey get healthy. Let Petey tear it up in May. Um I it just you, you, I, I was just expecting that run to happen at some sure. point. And, and the fact that it never did, it's just like, it's, it's like, you know, they, they really bled for the first time. Like the, the Maryland one. Yeah. They got their, their doors blown off, but it was like, you figure like Maryland had so much revenge factor on their side in that game that it's like, all right, you can't really blame them. This one was just a, and, and it's not even like they didn't show up and like Richmond was like just taking it to them from start to finish. Like, no, like they were, they were in the lead and then somehow they just foot off the gas and Richmond was like, yep. See you boys. I'll say this. I'm concerned about the Virginia defense that I always say that I love. I love the length. I love the athleticism. I mean, they got better and better after every game last year. They basically turned everyone, but Jared Connors, what the fuck's going on? 
I mean, this is like two games where they've gotten poured on. I mean, you could credit the Maryland offense. You know, they have they have players all around the field. No dis no disrespect to Richmond, but I mean, they're not fucking Maryland either. I mean, this this was shocking, and especially because Nunes Nunez, as I call him, he just won like Player of the Month in March. I mean, buddy, come on, you got, you got two, two Player of the Month in March, and you get you get sixteen plus goals scored on you twice. I mean. It, Little, I don't little, know. Little, little too many empanadas for Nunez, and he's yeah, just and uh, it, a little, little slow in gauge. And he, he no, he, he is a great goalie. I like love his techniques and everything, but I mean, so, something's going on with the defense that they need to quirk up before uh, they try to make another run. Also, maybe, it's pretty hard. To, it's maybe, pretty maybe, hard to maybe, maybe, maybe Lars is being selfish with his wooden stick. Maybe he needs to start letting the boys get out there with the with the Woody. Haven't heard enough creators game. I will say that. I think that he needs to talk about the creators game a little bit more. Maybe the creators a little pissed off. Could you say that? I, I would I would venture to guess that the creator is is the creator's not mad. The creator's disappointed. The, yeah. <laughs> the creator just wants some TV time. And 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 Lars isn't giving it to him. Yeah. So I mean, all right. So I guess you heard it right there. Lars Tiffany on the hot seat. Um, but yeah, I mean that that just uh, I mean, okay. So where 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 what do you think? Ha- like. Was this a good weekend for obviously a, a rough look for the ACC with Virginia going down, but then you got the Duke game and the, the so Duke over UNC and Notre Dame over Syracuse. I do think that the, that the better team in both of those matchups won, which I think is a good sign for the ACC moving forward. If Duke can get themselves going. And I, again, I, I don't see Notre Dame being much of a threat to anybody uh, in May this year, but, <laughs> but I, I think that they're, I, I do think that they're a better team than Syracuse. So I do think having both of those teams get on the board with some wins this weekend is good. Um, but the fashion that those games happen, the, the, the final score there, 15 to six Duke over UNC and Notre Dame, just pounding the balls off of Syracuse 22 to six. That's a pretty rough look. So to full, full, full disparity, um, not to brag, but I had a girlfriend in town or a girlfriend, my girlfriend in town. So I only got to watch a couple of games. I watched the Richmond, Virginia game. I watched ND Syracuse and I watched UNC Duke. And let me tell you that Notre Dame game made me happier than anything this weekend, because I think Pat Cavanaugh might've been listening to the shit that you were talking, Jordy. I would never talk shit on any of the Kavanaugh families. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> because Long Island be coming for your ass full, full and strong. But Pat Kavanaugh, nine points. Um, and shout out Jake Taylor. He had a fuck. I think he had like five first half goals. Um, that was crazy. And especially Syracuse coming off that that big win against Duke. I mean, you could call it what it wants. Like, if you think Duke's not that good, they kind of showed up this week. They showed up definitely this week against UNC. Shut out a lot of people up. But impressive win for Notre Dame. Impressive, impressive win. Um, I think the midfield also probably heard me say that I was a little disappointed in them. They showed up um, all over the field. I mean, when it, when it, I, I've said this before, and I know that some people, they, they don't like to have this conversation. They, they don't feel like um, it's necessarily appropriate to talk about one of the greatest that the game has ever seen in, in this fashion. But dude, Gary Gate, if you're going to be getting your ass kicked like this, buddy, you got to lose this. You cannot ever be standing on the sidelines, getting your doors blown off 22 to six and wearing a suit. The suit's just fucked up at that point. 
Uh, and let's also say this. I mean, our friend, our friend north of the border, Drake Porter, he brought up the point that, you know, it's a box tradition. Maybe remember when he tried to mansplain to us that, like, it's a box, like, box coaches wear this suit. Okay, is, is this box across? Last time yeah, I checked, he, the, the field is green. There was no box surrounding. There was, they look like a hockey rink. Drake, so maybe, just, maybe being a, just being a Canadian, trying to maple explain that to us. We get it, buddy, but still, <laughs> got to, I mean, well, also, I mean, and again, I, I know that there are some people out there. I'll talk about the game. Like, uh, it's, it's it's more about what people are wearing. Uh, no, the suit fucked up Syracuse in this game. And then what did they do? These idiots, these bozos, they go out. They they corrected all their wrongs at the beginning of the season, right? They got rid of the sleeveless jerseys. They looked good. That bright, burnt orange really pops names on the back. And then they co- they go down or they go over, I guess, to South Bend. And uh, they break out the navy blue sleeveless jerseys. Look like a just they look like a practice squad out there. Um, and you know, when you when you look that terrible, you're gonna play pretty terrible as well. And I don't know, like you go back and you look at that goal, that Tucker Dordovic goal uh, against Duke, and it's like, yeah, it you know, it's it's all fun and games when when you're beating guys, but then like you follow that up with a. Uh, just a performance like we saw at, at Notre Dame. And like, that makes you borderline clown program, right? If, if, if you're going to be pulling out circus shots like that, when, when things are going well, and then you follow it up, getting, getting beat down like that, you're, you're, you become a part of the circus. You're a clown. Desco doesn't look so bad right now, huh? What do you, what do you think he's doing right now? I think he's grinning in in a retirement home with coach K. He's just that both of them are just laughing it up. I, I, what do you do? I, do you think that the athletic director is a little bit like, oh, fuck, I, I fucked this up? I mean, obviously, they had no. a really tough season last year with all the allegations, but I, I, I would say, I would say the only thing would be that, like, you just log on to twitter.com and look up Joey Spolina highlights, and then you start to feel a little bit better about yourself. Cause, cause the future is still bright, but, um, as of, as of this year, you can go ahead and turn off the lights. But in, in what sense do you think that Petromala is, is on the hot seat? I, I'd still, I'd venture not at all. I, I, I think, and again, like you, it's not like you can fire Gary gate again, things will get better. Once Spelina gets gets the cues, but as of right now, like get like get all your shots in on Syracuse right now because they deserve all of them. Um, it's just we're not going to have years and years of being able to do it like we will with Hopkins. Yeah, that's like that's kind of where I'm at. Like we kind of pounced on Syracuse last year, and I'm carrying it over to this year. And I I I, I know Joey Spelina is nasty. Yeah, nasty. you got to get him in now. Um, yeah, and then UNC. Um, Again, like I just didn't really expect much out of UNC. Like UNC, they're 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 Chris Gray and nine other dudes on the field. If we're being, you know, if we're calling a spade a spade here, um, was expecting maybe a little bit of a better fight uh, against Duke, but I mean, Brendan O'Neill uh, has been having having a few rough weeks, so he had to obviously go out and get his. So he had seven goals on the day. Uh, big, big day out of Nakai, fresh off of his uh, Duke football pro day 
performance. So he got three and one on the day. Duke, a good rebound win for them, a team that really needed something going right to get people off their back. And by people, I mean us. No, yeah. Shout, shout out Duke. Um, did they save Coach K's legacy in a little way? People are wondering. You know, I mean, he, they tried their best. They showed up on game day. They showed up on Saturday. Um, but, you know, shout out the Duke defense. Can I say that? Go by all means. Go yeah, ahead. I think shout, shout out the Duke defense because I think they had the most impressive performance of the day, only holding Chris Gray to four points. Yeah, pretty. That's, uh, that's 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 hard to come by nowadays. Yeah, I mean, faceoffs were were pretty much even. Kind uh, of kind of what we expected. Adler but... had a day. Yeah, Adler had a day. I mean, both both goalies had 19 saves on the day. I'm we we I I should take back what I said about I don't know like 85 seconds ago where I said that UNC was just not it was Chris Gray and nine guys. It's it's Chris Gray, Colin Krieg, and then eight other guys. Colin Krieg is so good. Yeah. So, so, so him and Entman. Shout out Entman. He had a billion saves against Q's. I mean, whatever. But that's just common knowledge at this point. If you're not if you're not listening every single week, I'll say it again and again and again and again. Liam Entman's the best goalie in the country. He should pay me. He should, or he should he should pay me. <laughs> All right, nobody well, uh, nobody just... hypes him up like me. As soon as he gets the PLL, like I'm like, dude, I have to be your agent. I have to go into negotiations. Drop the Venmo. Uh, yeah, I mean, so again, I I think good news for the ACC if Duke can use that win to propel them to getting their asses into shape. Uh, you know, as as we're playing through April and heading looking into May. Uh, but otherwise, a pretty disastrous weekend in the ACC. Virginia goes down, and a couple of uh, beatdowns, some some interconference beatdowns. Uh, Fantastic weekend for my takes, by the way. Fantastic weekend for my takes. Notre Dame said they were back. I said they were, I said they were back. Duke, I, we, we were talking about how we were both on that, how they could just go on a run. Yeah, so is, I think, we, I think we were playing both sides, which is really smart of us that way. Uh, I don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then Yale, I, I said, bye, Yale. I took Penn, but I said, bye, Yale. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what what a game that was. Uh, I, I would love to see. Just give me, just give me the Ivy tournament over and over and over again until Memorial Day Monday. So give me Penn, Yale, uh, Cornell, Princeton, and just have. Sorry, sorry, Larkin, but like can't can't have Brown in there. Harvard's right up in there. I, I, I would let them sneak in a few games here and there. Um, but anytime that we can get Penn, Yale, Cornell, and Princeton all playing against each other, it's just going to be immaculate lacrosse. It's it's the only thing is like you just don't have to watch the first like three and a half quarters because you know it's going to come down to the final possession in the fourth quarter and most likely in overtime. Who would you take? Who do you think is the best team in the Ivies right now? You still going with Penn? Uh, as a Philly guy, I got to go with Penn. Um, you know, and plus this this was a this was a home game for Yale, so they had a little bit of home cooking. Uh, Joe Sy. you know, they they have Joe Sy, and like you never know what he's capable of. He has like such outrageous fuck you money that he could have installed a turf uh, in 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 Yale, where like as soon as Penn picks up the ball, the turf kind of grows a little bit. And then their offense is a little bit slower. 
I don't know. You never know. Do you think that Joe Sai is the best coach in the Ivies? And by coach, I mean booster. And by booster, I mean God. Yes, I, I would. Like, I would do you have... think, how much do you think it is an advantage for Yale having him more so than Andy Shea? I would like to know if, if any of these guys are, is, is the NIL even a thing in, in the Ivy though? It has to be. It has to be. You think so? Yeah. I mean, why, why, why can like, why can Syracuse fucking get, like the, the whole shit with gate? And like Joey Spelina, Joey Spelina being signed in with Gate, why why does Syracuse yet have that, but the Ivies can't? It's not like they're toughs or something, or like a D three program. Okay, I don't know for, for some reason. At, why do you look at Yale and Harvard, and you choose Harvard over Yale besides just the name? I, I I'd imagine the, the degree at that point. Like, really? Yeah. I don't think the degree is that much different. I mean, like the facilities. I mean, I think it's just so unfair. Yeah, I mean, this is coming from like an idiot guy who couldn't get into either. I, I, I know that I'm talking to an idiot guy who couldn't get into yeah, either, but, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, in my, what head, I'm saying in my is, head, I'm like the same <laughs> shit. But I, I like, I, I'd imagine that like uh, they probably, the degrees probably carry similar weight and significance, but like I'd always give the edge to Harvard. Um, but in terms of a lacrosse program, you got to give that edge to Yale every single day of the week. Uh, and I, I do think, you know, having all those facilities makes it a, a, and now national championships can't imagine that they're struggling to get recruits besides kids who just like, can't really tie their shoes and obviously couldn't get through the admissions process. Um, but basically Christ, whatever, are you talking about me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Dayton's finest. Um, <laughs> but like I said, you know, a little bit of home cooking for, uh, for Yale, not in terms of like, I'm not saying that they got like calls or yeah. anything like that before anyone decides to like, jump down my throat about that but like obviously a home game you're going to feel more comfortable uh you know a guy like chris lyons who you know a freshman for yale comes out has three and one on the day he has the overtime game winner like he's going to be a little bit more comfortable in those big games when he's at home as opposed to like if he had to make the trip and go to philly it's, i'm not saying that like college across has like insane atmosphere where it's it's really tough for a a freshman to go on the road and yeah. have a good game, but still like you're, you're traveling, you got a lot of shit going on. I think you're going to be a little bit more comfortable at home. And Chris Lyons looked extremely comfortable on Saturday. Yeah. I saw something that I think the fr- like fr- Yale freshman had nine, nine goals or in like nine points uh, in the final 13 goals of Yale's win. So, I mean, that's just, that's impressive. And I mean, I was talking about Harvard's freshman last week. I think Yale's freshmen are right there with them. The, the, the I think the Ivies are, I think that a little bit we kind of thought like, oh, are the Ivies going away from the progress that they made in the past couple of years leading up to 2019, 2020. No, I think the Ivies are, are in contention to be the best conference in lacrosse for the next five years. Oh, I'd say, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going into this year, we were a little bit worried that like, oh, did the Ivies die? They had that so much progress. 2019, you had Yale winning the championship, obviously. Penn won the Ivy that year. They beat they, they got fucked by Yale thumbing the ball or is it 2018? Sorry. Yeah, no, I, 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 I thought I originally thought you were going to, you were going in the direction of I, the Ivies being the best conference in lacrosse this year. That's why I was like, Oh yeah. Like, I, like that's a, that's a big time. Yeah. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, w- without a doubt right now. Yeah. I, I'd imagine that they're going to be right up there as, as one of the best. So many freshmen. For, yeah. It's, it's, it's sickening. 
Um, and all these guys get the extra COVID year too, I'm guessing. Yeah, I actually have no idea how that works. If you're a oh, freshman yeah. who if if you're a freshman who comes in though like this year, you, I don't think you get it now. I just figured out what they're gonna fucking do. All these freshmen, they're not gonna take the extra year at the Ivies. You know what they're gonna they're, do? They're, they're going to they're, they're going to Mercer. They're going to Duke. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all going to Mercer. Mercer Hive stand up. Um, yeah. Other than that, as far as the Ivies go, um, what, what do we have? Talk about I, Yale shit pumping BU yesterday. The Patriot League favorites. Um, I, I don't really want to talk about it as much as I, I, I think not as much that, as Dan arrest you as, as much as our good pal, Dan would want to talk about it. Um, yeah, again, just one of those games that I think it, uh, shows the disparity between mid majors. Yeah. Mid major lacrosse. Do, uh, do you still think that Chris Gray can make be you the t- top three team in the country? Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, because you figure Chris Gray probably would put up six goals in that game last night. They lose by they lose by seven, but yeah. that that's a very very respectable respectable loss. A twenty a twenty two to twenty one loss for BU to Yale would be very, that, that that would that would have them. I would almost say that, that would have them move up in the rankings. Which player makes BU better, uh, Chris Gray or Bubba Fairman? Well, I mean, it, if, if, Bubba, if Bubba was on BU, then Yale then you're, would you're lowering, by, you're lowering, yeah. But then you're lowering it by six goals. So then you're saying, oh, it's a 16-15 win for Yale. Greatest team in the league. Uh, but yeah, other than that, in the Ivy, what do we have? Uh, Cornell escaped Dartmouth. Good good for them. Harvard escaped Colgate. Yeah, it was, wasn't really like a... Uh, the, the, I mean, the Yale-Penn game was like the biggest biggest win for them of the weekend uh big win for georgetown over denver we don't have to talk too much about that but just a i think a real statement game for for both teams there where uh georgetown solidified themselves as a legitimate contender as we look at may and denver solidified themselves as a team that uh we can kind of just just look past the rest of the year uh honestly in in all things considered probably best for bill tierney to like take a year off i mean also let him get a class i mean he got he had like the, the yale guys coming in last year i'm sure that like he probably lost some people for that um but i want to i want to i want to talk about one one more ivy league school very quickly and it, it's a friend of the program larkin kemp's brown brown bruno how dead are they is he is he out is he out in providence right now digging a shovel six feet deep for that for that program this year well, uh, I mean, how, I do, how dead is their season? I do know that Larkin had mentioned that, uh, you know, he, he's been traveling for work a bit, so he hasn't been able to make it out to a lot of these games. Um, he will actually be in Philly this weekend uh, for Brown versus Penn. Uh, also, speaking of, of being in Philly this weekend, if you are, if you're coming into town for Brown versus Penn or any of the other Philly games this weekend uh, on Saturday, April 9th, head on over to the urban saloon in Fairmount. I'll be slinging some barbecue out there from uh, 12 until sellout. So brisket ribs, pulled pork, you name it. We got it. Urban saloon in Fairmount. Uh, we'll, we'll be having a meat sweats barbecue pop up there. Uh, but so that'll be, you know, a nice little, nice little tasty treat. If you're heading to see Brown take on Penn, like Larkin Kemp will be. 
Yeah, after but the Brown to, loss, after the Brown loss, they just got to stuff their face with briskets, make themselves feel a little better. To, to their sorrows. To, to answer your question, yes, it is. It's been a really, really tough stretch for Brown. Uh, three straight losses: Harvard, UMass, Princeton. Did you see your schedule? Uh, does not get better. Danielle Cornell. Yeah. So, uh, which I week should we have him on to fit, fit, to face the uh, to face the music? Should we do it after the Penn loss, after the Yale loss, or after the Cornell loss? Let let we'll see how this weekend goes. I think. Uh, I mean, I I, I think if it's <laughs> another shit. L, I think if it's another L in the column this year, that's that's all she wrote. I think that they have one last. This is this is clearly a, a must win game for Brown if they want to make their way into the Ivy tournament. Yeah, for sure. No, totally agree. I mean, they'll. Uh, they could definitely. You know. You know. What would be so exciting is if they lose out. Dartmouth loses out, and then last game of the season for who gets last Flint, place. Flint, yeah. Michigan, Mega Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, any anything else happen over the past week? Uh, I, I know that there were a few good upsets in in the D three game, but um, I got to be honest, I, I've been. Dukes has been doing college basketball. I've been running all over. We've been coaching three three night games this week, so I don't I don't have enough in me right now to talk about D three lacks. But um, any, anything else happen? Oh, uh, Jacksonville. I I, I mentioned that yes. we were going to talk about Jacksonville um, taking on High Point. So great win out of Jacksonville. I, I know that um, you know they had a you know a, a stretch where they were just kind of shit kicking teams. Um, you know, and, and this is like a really good game for them to get like a nice, a, a, Solid, a battle. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they, you know, high are, you know, all these teams, high point Richmond, uh, Jacksonville, they're all teams that need battles. If they want to be ready to play in may, you look at the rest of their schedule after this weekend with Richmond VMI Hampton Mercer. Right. So like, they're not really going to get much more te- until the SoCon tournament. Um, but really good win for them over high point, uh, battle of the thickness didn't quite play out as well nope. as, as I was hoping that it would, we got a, an assist out of Max Wallbaum and a goal out of Asher Nolting. Uh, but Ethan Lamont carrying the way with five goals and Jeremy Winston with four for, uh, Jacksonville. So, you know, really, really good, really good win for them. This was a game that I was worried about that they would, they were going to high point themselves, right. Where they, yeah. they have big wins in the beginning of the season. And then they fall apart once they get into SoCon play. So good to see Jacksonville, not only take down the teams, you know, that, that they quote unquote, shouldn't beat like Duke, but then also handle in business when it comes to a game against high point. Um, do you want to do for the next segment? Do you want to do buy, sell, Let's... a little buy, buy, sell for conferences. Ooh, for conferences. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking off the cuff here. Because I, I was right. thinking, like, we're, we're talking SoCon, we're talking Ivy's. Which, which ones are you buying? Which ones are you selling? Do you want to okay. start it off or you want me to? I'll do, you, we'll do you, buys first. Yeah, you, you, you go ahead. You kind of threw this one on me, but I, I yeah. like the idea. So give me, like, two seconds to come up with, uh, with what I want. But, uh, yes, I mean, start us off. All right, I'm easily, easily buying the ACC. Buying the ACC. I think they had a big, big week. Duke bounced back. Notre Dame showed who they can be this year. Um, I just like, and I also, again, I'm not worried about Virginia. So I, everyone's probably be saying, why would you buy, buy when you just had a loss like that to the SoCon, but I'm not worried at all about Virginia. Um, I still think that they got the power 
to win it, win it all again. So I'm going to buy the ACC right now. Um, which, which conference would you buy? All right. So, so you're buying, I'm buying the them debt. at like a low at like, you're, you know, you're, bu- you're, you're buying the dip. Yeah. Okay, buying, the, like buying the dip. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get a little crazy here. I'm going to buy the big East. Now there's, there's not much there to love, but Georgetown's going to be leading the way. And I think we look ahead to this weekend's slate of games. We've got a Villanova versus Denver uh, matchup here. And I think if Villanova is able to win this game over Denver, that that's a win that propels them a little bit over that hump that Villanova has been looking to get over for, I mean, for years. Uh, so, I mean, their, their games so far this season, they lost by a few to Yale, whatever. No, no, no qualms with that. Yale's a wagon. They lost a, a tight one goal game against Brown. This was when Brown was still a very good team before Larkin Kemp totally abandoned his, his Bruno bears and left them on their own. And now they've been squandering and suffering and uh, losing three in a row. So they lost to Brown at Brown's peak. And then they've also lost a one goal game against Penn. So three losses on the year, all of them to the Ivy, which is the, the deepest conference in mm-hmm. lacrosse this year. I think that they win this game against Denver this puts them in a really good spot moving forward. I think that they could even afford to lose to Georgetown in the Big East tournament and still potentially, potentially get themselves in. We'll, we'll have to see about that. They do play Georgetown to close out their regular season, but I, I like Georgetown and Villanova leading the way in the Big East. So I'm going to buy that conference. And I mean, whenever we talk about the Big East, you can't forget about the Providence Friars. I mean, they're a wagon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, I, you never know what, to, what they're going to do in the Big East tournament. I'm shocked and offended that you would even consider the fact that I would forget about Providence. <laughs> never once have I forgotten about the Providence Friars. Oh, yeah. No, but I do like that call. I do think that the, the Big East is a good buying point right now. Uh, for sell, now this isn't necessarily a knock on the conference. I just want to but this is more so my personal beliefs. I'm selling the big 10. It's, it's Maryland. And then a bunch of teams that would probably finish fourth, fifth, sixth in the ACC. In my opinion, um, I think Maryland's elite. I think Ohio state's good. And I think that Rutgers is good. Uh, I don't think they're top five or really top 10. I don't think that the, either of them are legitimate final four contenders. Do you? Final four contenders. No, I am starting to get a little bit nervous about all my Rutgers hatred. Um, you I can't sell think- out now. I'm going. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying I'm a little bit nervous. I'm, I'm allowed to be puckered up a little bit nervous about it. I'm, I'm not going to fold hey, on that take though. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that May is going to roll around and Rutgers is going to be anything different than a team that you know might win a first round game and then just get mm-hmm. uh, exposed from, from there on. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that they're a little bit better than how much than, than the Rutgers that I'm imagining that I hate. Um, okay. I, I, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, though, on selling Big Ten. I will say this. If you're nervous, I will say I'm nervous. And then I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit in my defense, too. Colin Kerr scares the shit out of me because I think he's a big time player that steps up in big time games. And I think in the tournament, he could definitely prove me the fuck wrong. Like he'll, he will. He will, he will, per, like Rutgers will make me look like an idiot. Colin Curse will make me look like an idiot. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's big a ball player. He's a Sam he's, Castle. He's the Sam Castle. This is for why you watch YouTube. He's the Sam Castle. Big nuts meme that you see on Twitter. He's a big baller. 
tell you what, everyone right now who's listening to this on Spotify and Apple, um, one, we appreciate you for listening. That's awesome. Uh, you know, give us, give us a, uh, a rating and a little, leave a comment. But if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing out. So go ahead, fire over to youtube.com, type in the crease die, find our channel, like subscribe, tell all your friends, tell all your families, because, uh, that, that right there was exactly why you watch. Uh, I, I feel bad about this one, but like, if, I mean, I guess if I have to sell a, a comp, like you got to get rid of the America East, which I think a lot of teams in the America East are actually leaving. So that's, that makes sense. Um, I, there's not a single, actually, no, there is one team. Uh, Stony Brook is six and four, but other than that, the rest of rest of the conference is, uh, and they're leaving un, they're, uh, under 500. So and Stony Brook's leaving for the Sto- Stony Brook's leaving. And is that the only one that's leap? But yeah, either way, um, rough, rough go at it for the America East. So I don't know why I don't know why anyone would be holding the America East in the first place. But if you are, just get, get rid of <laughs> I'd like to see the stockholders in the American East. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to go into? Yeah, let's do some more segments. Uh, lead, lead the way on these. All right, let's do that's talking. All right. all right. So just, just give everyone a nice little reminder of, of what that, what that's talking is all about. We're just going to bring up a game, bring up a, maybe a team. Say, we'll just say a little quick little thing about the game or like player. And then we'll just be like, that's talking. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of college lacrosse that's played and uh, you know, obviously we, we typically stand, uh, we typically stay with the, you know, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Ivies. We talk about all those big games, and you know, a lot that we don't really get around to. So this is a chance to, uh, you know, just 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 talk about some of these other games. We need also we 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 don't watch all these games, so we we might watch highlights. I watch highlights of these games on YouTube. I get a little quick glimpse of them on YouTube at some points. So this is just to give these players shout outs because they wouldn't, wouldn't normally get the shout outs that they deserve. So in this instance, I'm going to start it off with Bellarmine and Cleveland State. I mean, which other, if any other podcast out there this week is talking Bellarmine, Cleveland State in more than one sentence, let me know because that's, that, that's maybe the, and you want to hear about it, that's the lacrosse podcast for you. But Bellarmine, Cleveland State, if you hate goalies, so like if you hate people like me, you would have loved this game. Both goalies had 35% or less save percentage. That's talking Cleveland State, Bellarmine lacrosse. Oh, <laughs> the goalies, the goalies, uh, there's less than there's less than 15 saves combined. Uh, they combined for 13 saves. So I mean, if you if you hate goaltending, you would have loved this game. 15-11. I mean, there's nothing better than playing a little little men's league lax when you know that neither goalie is involved at all. They just want to get out of there as quick as possible, and you know that you have the green light to just let it fly anytime you step within 15. Um, so it must have been must have been a really fun game for all those offensive players on Bellarmine and Cleveland State. Uh, so good, good, good for them. That that's talking Cleveland State Bellarmine. Uh, real quick, I, I want to talk about Siena versus Monmouth. Uh, big big matchup here in the. Uh, I don't know. Are, are they both NEC teams? Siena and uh, I don't even know what they're. Siena is like a MIAC or MAAC. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, either way, big, big matchup here. And, uh, Sienna comes away with the 10 one win. So four quarters of lacrosse and, uh, Max Brooks was the lone, uh, Monmouth player to score a goal. So that was talking Sienna Monmouth. All right. The, I'm going to jump it over to this game. I mean, I know everybody, I've gotten a lot of DMS, a lot of mentions about the, this team, 
the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, the rivals for the Dayton Flyers in the A-10 conference, and one player in particular, Brett Dobson, the goaltender, friend of the program, Jake Porter's friend, um, Brett Dobson, that's talking Bonnies across. Uh, he's, let's, see, let's check out his stats. Looks like his last game, he's got a save percentage of 65%. Looks like he hasn't had a game below 56%. So that's talking Brett Dobson and Bonnies across. Legend. Shout out uh, to, uh, I find a mention on Twitter, Ryan, a real Uncle Frick, um, who, who said, How do you Muppets spew about goalies in D1 and not mention B Dobson 45? Last I checked, Bonnie's men's lacrosse is a D1 program. That's talking yeah. Bonnie's across. Just, just a, just a good old boy from Oshawa, Ontario. Gotta love, gotta love that. Uh, also, shout out to my guy Ben Garcia on, uh, on the Bonnie's. I, I know that he just had ACL surgery a couple weeks ago, so uh, you'll get through it. I've had two of them, and look at me, I'm, I'm podcasting now, so you can do anything you put your mind to, people. Uh, yeah, and that does it for that's talking. That's talking. No, that, 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 that's talking. That's talking. That's talking. talking. Um, so then we're going to say something nice. Three teams, and we got a bonus thing for a bonus team. So I'm going to start it off with Penn State. I'm going to say something nice about Penn State. Hey, Nittany Lions, football season's only 148 days away. Don't have, the lacrosse season's almost over. You're almost at the beach. You're almost in, in the Jersey Shore. Parker House is almost open. Nittany Lions play football in 148 days. That's saying something nice about Penn State. Uh, if I had to say something nice about Penn State, um, they don't make the lacrosse players wear black cleats. So that's, that's good. That's very, that's very nice of you. Yeah. So you, know, you, you usually say things mean about Penn State. That was very nice of you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the bigger man in this situation. Um, well, we saw UNC get chip pumped by Duke this weekend. So I'm going to say something nice about UNC. Hey, hey UNC, you beat Duke this weekend. See what I did there? That that's fantastic. Yeah. Way, way, to, way, to, way to really flip the tables. What I'll say about UNC is uh no one no one's really gonna notice that they lost to Duke because you your basketball program lost to Kansas and yeah. had an epic collapse in the second half. So um, you know, your your loss to Duke isn't nearly as bad as your basketball team's collapse to Kansas. Bonus, I'll say something nice again about UNC. That was probably the best party in a losing effort of all time. Right? No complaints? The, 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 the best what? In a lo- the, the best celebration post-loss. Like, they lost the lacrosse game, but then you beat UNC. I mean, I can only imagine that that was oh, one of the oh, best okay. nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everyone every, everyone was buzzing. No, no yeah. one really – yeah, no one noticed anything about the lacrosse game that weekend. So, yeah. they were able to sweep that one under the rug. Um, this is going to be a common thing, but it, it, I'm going to say something nice about Michigan after getting ship pumped 20 to 12 against Maryland. Hey, Michigan, remember when you guys were undefeated? That's saying something nice again about Michigan. Yeah, Miss, you guys had. Uh... I got to be honest. I, I got I got nothing right now. I'll, I'll fill you in for Michigan. Hey, hey, Michigan, remember when you guys got ship pumped also against Georgia? Was was that nice? Oh wait, no, that wasn't. Yeah, hey, hey, Michigan, remember when you guys made the college football playoff and saved Harbaugh's career? Or hey, Michigan, remember when you guys beat Ohio State in football, but you'll probably get, lose to them by a million in lacrosse? That's not being nice. It's not the nicest thing in the world, but 
Hey, Michigan. Um, Cat, Cat I really the- like Aiden Muholland. I like Aiden Muholland on Michigan. I think he's really nice. Yeah. Cat, khakis are handsome. That that's something nice about Michigan. Uh, hey, Michigan. I had really fun on your campus. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's good. You guys have a, a lively campus. Um, yeah. As far as the lacrosse, I I I couldn't even for the life of me come up with something about them right now. Um, yeah, they're pretty pathetic. Yeah, not great. Also, we, we we were shitting on them to begin with, so it's pretty tough to even say something nice. I just want to make a little joking effort, but Michigan, one of these days, will shut me the fuck up because I do think that their freshman class will will be the shining point for their program. Mm. That was actually very nice to me. That wasn't even part of the second. Oh no, 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 no. That I mean, yeah, that no, I'm I'm saying that was that. just off the. That was just off the. That, that was not even segment related. That was just me being really nice. No, I I I don't. I don't foresee Michigan ever being a program that really turns it around. I think that they're exactly who they are for forever now. Um, I I do want to switch gears a little bit here. Um, We're going to get a a little bit more serious. Um, And this is, you know, unfortunately something that we never want to be talking about, but you know, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's life. And, uh, you know, unfortunately the way that some things shake out, it's something that we do have to talk about. Uh, so for my say something nice this week, uh, you know, I, I just think everyone in the lax community, uh, probably just, you know, support, uh, Binghamton right now as they're dealing with the loss of, uh, their goalie, Robert Martin, uh, who passed away a few days ago via suicide. Um, I mean, just, just a, a real, real tough situation. And I mean, I, I know that we always talk about lacrosse, uh, you know, everyone wants to see it as, as the next big sport. Everyone says the sport of the future lacrosse is growing. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still such a, a super small sport and it's such a small knit community, uh, that, you know, even if you didn't know Robert Martin, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, guys who did, or at the very least, like, you know, we're, we're all pretty much the same guy, right? So Robert Martin, like he was one of us, yeah. um, you know, he, he was a, a teammate, a friend, a brother, a son, and, and we lost him way too soon. And, um, you know, just and more of those moments where you just, you never know what, what type of inner battles people are dealing with themselves on a, on a day-to-day basis. And, um, you know, I, I know that the thing is always to say, like, you know, let people know that you're there to help them, but like, you never really know like who, who to check in. So like, just, you know, just check in on, on everyone that, you know, that you care about, just make sure that everyone knows that, you know, you can be a guy who's there to listen. And, you know, if, if they don't need you, they don't need you. But if they do, like, you never know the impact that could have. There's, there's more that goes on outside of the lines during a practice. If you just ever see a teammate or friend struggling, just check, check in on them. You know, sometimes just a lending ear, not even talking can just save someone's life. I mean, I'll just, just 1-800-273-8255 if you're struggling to save a life. Um, hate to even be talking about this, but truly check on your friends and your teammates. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, just a, you know, great kid who everyone loved going into the locker room and seeing them for practice every day. So, um, you know, that that's, that's a, that's a huge loss for that program. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, the, 
the family of, of Robert Martin really needs a, a pickup right now. And, uh, you know, the, the, all the guys on that roster uh, would definitely have considered him family. So they could all need you right now. So, uh, you know, anything, any sort of sign of support that you can throw uh, Binghamton's way right now, I'm sure that they could, they could use it. hundred um, percent. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a tough, tough thing to talk about and heavy subject, but uh, we, we, we can move on from there because, you know, life, life will go on. And do we have any more segments to get into? Uh, uh, we got no. mid, mid majors, mid majors, mid made. Yes. Yes. You so, know. so, so going, what, do we, what, do, what do we finalize calling mid major, major performance, mid major, you, I said mid major, major performance, you said mid major, high performance. No, no, no. You're misremembering this. I oh, said the major, wait. major performance. You <laughs> originally called it. Yeah. Well, well, I'll, I'll, but you came up with the, you came up with the segment. So you can, you can take credit for naming it too. Let, let's go mid-major, major performance. Yeah. Even though it was you, it's really good. All right. So we're also going to do defensive and offensive player of the week. This is somebody that's going to take home two of my honors this week. They're going to, they're, they're winning two, which is, which is rare. And the first time in podcast history. Defensive player of the week and mid-major, major performance. Going to blow this. Christopher Yankoris, Sienna goalie. One goal against, 21 saves, 22 sa- shots faced, 95 save percentage. That is bonkers. That is the most outrageous goalie stat line I have ever seen in my history of covering the game of lacrosse two and a half years. Podcast history right there. Um, my, my mid-major major performance is going to be, uh, Jake Taylor of the Notre Dame fighting Irish. He had eight eight (laughs) goals on the day. Wait, what are, are you trying to say that Notre Dame's not mid-major piece of shit? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. You go on, you go on. You, you don't you don't think that the ACC is in mid major? You think that they belong in in the big conversations with the Ivies and the all right. So we've lost Dukes. Uh, Dukes will be back. Actually, we need uh, gonna, gonna gonna need some uh, some replacement mics here because Dukes has left the building. Um, no, that's listen as 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 much as I would love the ACC to be mid major right now because they're all they're playing, playing like, like it. One, they're You're not, not so wrong. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Rooney brothers. At least I hope that they're Rooney brothers, um, <laughs> but out, out of, out of Merrimack, they could be cousins who knows, but we got Jack and Tommy Rooney. Uh, these guys combined for 13 points in Merrimack's 14 to nine win over Mount St. Mary's. So uh, four goals for, for Jack uh, two and two for Tommy. So, I mean, you, you figure what you got 13 points between the two of them. They scored. So only one goal for Merrimack didn't involve one of the Rooney brothers. Actually, let me, let me just check the roster real quick. They, they've got to be from the same, same place. They've, they got to be brothers. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that they're brothers, but yeah. Uh, yeah so, so that's like kind of like the Myers, like Myers, uh, the coach for yeah. Ohio state. And like, I was like, they have to be related. I mean, just in my brain, it, I know they're not, but it, it has to be. You play lacrosse, he's a lacrosse coach, same last name, same program, you're related. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like they're both a couple couple Long Island guys. Uh, so the Rooney brothers, shout oh, out to, yeah, shout out to them. 13 points in Merrimack's 14 to nine win over Mount St. Mary's. Love it, love it, love it, love it. 
Uh, oh, and then, uh, so my offensive player of the week, uh, I already talked about it a little bit early on, uh, but Dalton Young and his four goals, three assists in Richmond's big time upset win over Virginia. I think if you outplay all those offensive studs on Virginia, you deserve offensive player of the week. It's a decent, decent earning. Yeah. Uh, and, and that wraps up our segments for this week. Wraps it up. Let's talk about the games this weekend. All right, not the uh, not not the you know the the greatest slate of games uh, coming into this weekend. Which, if we're being totally honest, probably for the best uh, because Tiger Woods he's gonna make the cut at the Masters. He's gonna be playing on Saturday and Sunday, so you don't want to be wasting too much precious uh, screen time without having Tiger taking over taking over the main screen. So not the greatest uh, slate of college lacrosse real big game though, as we mentioned with uh, Jacksonville and Richmond, that's going to be an 11 o'clock AM game. I'm actually not entirely sure how people can watch that one, um, but Richmond coming off of a, a monumental win over Virginia last week, Jacksonville coming off of a big statement win over high point. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be at Jacksonville, I'd expect a, a little bit of a letdown for Richmond. I, I feel like you you get that high up, eventually yep. you have to drop a little bit down. And I think that Jacksonville's still on a nice little steady ascension right now. No, I totally agree. I would take definitely take Jacksonville. I mean, they don't have the lines out right now, but I, I would do, I'll, I'll just go money line just for the sake of it. But I would definitely take Jacksonville money line. Yeah, love love, love the Dolphins in that one. Um, do you, just real quick, do you think that Larkin gets out of Philly with a win? No, no. Okay. Like, I bet you, I bet I would take maybe Brown's spread because I think he is right about Penn playing up and down to opponents and just playing them all close. So I wouldn't be shocked if that's a close game. Okay. I like that. Um, had already talked about how this Notre Dame. A, uh, wasn't, wasn't <laughs> quite there yet, but, but we will get there in just a second. I, I, I was going to mention that this is a, Mentioned earlier that this is a big game for Villanova if they want to get yes. over that hump as being the second best team in the Big East. Um, you know, for years it's been Denver one and then uh, Georgetown two or Marquette two. And yeah, uh, I think that this is a really big, big game for Villanova. It's a home game for Villanova as well. So they've got Denver coming to them. Uh, do you see Villanova, the Wildcats, getting over that hump? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have. Two, two buddies uh, that are playing currently for Villanova. They got Gar- the Garden City House of Products, Fogo, two attackmen, Jay Bazile and Luke Keating, pull for them all season. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take Villanova any day of the week. I think they're changing the program around this year. All right. And then sounds like you were about to take uh, Duke in another 1 o'clock game. Um, yes. As they take on the IR. Who, do you, who are you taking? Come on, who are you taking? Duke or Notre Dame? What side uh, of history do you want to be on? The right side. I'm I'm going Duke on this one. All right. Yeah. Of course you are. I I, I think that uh, I, I think Brennan O'Neill is gonna have have a little little high heat for your boy Entman and. Uh, Ooh, well, this is what I'll this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. Is that this? What does Duke? What does Duke have a lot of? A lot of a lot of Shamanai guys, but they have a shit ton of St. Anthony's guys. Who owned the St. Anthony's guys when they played at Shamanai? Liam Entman. Who knows exactly how to play Brendan O'Neill, Andrew McAdory, and all those uh, Denanza? Who knows? Who knows how to sh- all their shots? And that's Liam why you got to have a. That's why you got to have a flit on your lacrosse podcast. Yeah, that's 
Nobody, nobody knows these players better than Liam Entenman. That's that's actually a really good. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to argue against that. Yeah, that's just uh, one of those things. What, what what would you put Entenman over under saves at fifteen? Hey, come on, it's still Brendan. Let, all right, all right, it's still, all right, all right, I'll, 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 let's, let's say, say let's eleven say, and a half. Eleven, 11 and, a half. and a half. Okay, I think that's fair. I'd I, say I would he, say I would take the over in that. Same. I, I mean, I truly think that the the he's he's one of those players that feels the moment and knows when to step up. I agree with that as well. Same that, with that, Krieg. Dudes, that was that was a, a really great breakdown of that game from from you. So uh, fantastic work. Uh, last big ish. Well, I mean, Cornell Harvard is a big one. Um, I'm still not like totally in on, on Harvard. I know that they've, they've been stringing together some, some good weeks. Uh, but Mm -hmm. I think that this is, uh, just one of those Cornell games where they go to town and it's, it's going to be tough to get balls past chase Erlen. So give me, give me the big red in that one. Also be the nerds in that one. Well, Cornell has to win this one because Connor Buxic still can't really say that name without slipping up a little bit. I think I nailed it though. That one, Connor Buxic, uh, just announced his retirement from playing professional lacrosse. Uh, obviously he's, he's got a pretty, pretty big gig as the head coach at Cornell. Um, so he might not have quite a lot of time to travel around with the PLL this summer. He's got to do a little thing called recruiting, but your head coach, retires from playing pro lax in what would still be pretty much his prime. I feel like you have to come out that week and kick the shit out of whoever you're playing. So that coach isn't pissed off that he just gave up his career for you guys. Yeah. I'm going Harvard. I'm taking the nerds in this one. Well, they're all nerds, but I'm taking the nerdiest nerds, nerds, nerds. I'm taking your nerds nerd. Um, Virginia. You think that they bounce back against UNC? Do you think that UNC has a bounce back against Virginia? I think Virginia needs a bounce back against UNC. I don't know what the spread would be. Last time it was around three and a half, four and a half, but something that something that is true. I took Virginia last time, and I'll, I'll take them again probably. But Colin Krieg is also a player that plays very well against Virginia. Tucci also, I think, will have a big game, especially if Pete Osala is out. Um so that that one will that one will be interesting. I'd say I'd say that's a main screen game. I think you switch over to the laptop 4 p.m. You know, probably the end of the Masters. You know, right into the twilight. So maybe switch. It's also, over it's the- also an, an ESPNU game. So you know, if, yeah. if you're at a, if you're at a bar watching the Masters, you can go ahead and be like, hey, could you like put like this screen on ESPNU real quick? They're gonna have it. So Jordy, great call. Don't be afraid to be that guy at the bar. Don't be afraid to be that guy at the bar. If they're gonna have the Masters on every single TV, don't be afraid to be like, hey, can we just switch it over to ESPNU? It's a great game going on Virginia UNC and they make basketball seasons over and you say, no buddy, it's lacrosse season. We don't play lacrosse any other season besides the spring. There's no lacrosse league in the winter. And and, and there's at least going to be one other guy in there who really appreciates you making that move. So you're going to be here. And it's going to be the guy on the rowback. It's going to be the guy on the rowback. When the guy on the rowback sees you at the end of the bar, he's going to buy you a nice beer and you're going to be the man at that bar. Uh, What what a, what, what, what a company, what a, you know, just unbelievable performance that you get out of rowback. So comfortable. Hey, Roback, um, how, how about sponsor the pod? That would be, say something nice about Roback. Roback. Well, actually, what I'll say is that Roback was started uh, by some Charlottesville guys. Uh, so, the, you know. Be, so, be, we're on, be, so we're in Virginia. 
we're both on Virginia talking about, you know, how, how comfy all the apparel is and yep. uh, you know, just how great it all fits and you look good, you feel good, you play good. And that's what Virginia is going to have to do at home against UNC. Uh, so yeah, row back at, at us. Uh, but yeah, so that's the four o'clock game on ESPNU uh, pretty good, pretty good game for our Sunday night, big 10 matchup uh, on the big 10 network, Maryland at home against Rutgers. And this is a chance for uh, all of my Rutgers hatred to be uh, just proven right. And listen, the, the one thing that I need that I desperately need for Maryland, please have as long of possessions as the shot clock enables you to have in this game. Cause I need to make sure that Rutgers touches the ball as little as possible because the less they touch the ball, the more I have, the, the less I have to hear about their NASCAR offense. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of every single time that Rutgers gets the ball up on defense and even thinks about clearing the ball. The announcers are, Oh, well, here comes this Rutgers NASCAR offense. They love to go in transit. Yeah. Like, shut the, shut like, the- yeah. Anybody likes to try to score in transition. It's college lacrosse, like shot clock error. Get with it. Yeah. Get, get this NASCAR offense out of my face. So Maryland, please just take all the air out of the ball, long possessions, finish, uh, and then just bury Rutgers. Do you want a, a good drinking game for if you're having a fun day? Maybe out in Southie, maybe out in the city, maybe out in Philly. Every time you hear NASCAR offense, drink a beer. Yeah, I, I would say I would say take a shot, but I think that'd be irresponsible drink, drinking because you'd be hammered in the first half, first quarter. Yeah, you'd go through a bottle and, <laughs> and, I, and yeah. I'm talking about the Jaeger. I'm talking about the Jack. I'm talking about the strong. Yeah, you're 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 spinning by the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, so that's you know it, again it, it's not like Hughes Cornell worst. Monday. Hughes Cornell Monday. I think that that's going to be a uh, you know a big time big time shit pumping game for Cornell. I, 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 would, <laughs> I would love for Cornell to just go into the dome and just uh, just just spank Gary around a little bit. Avenge that uh, national championship game. Yep um cody jameson what a stud uh yeah but so i mean not not the worst uh schedule ever you know a, f- a few few good games here and there to sneak few in great ones. uh yeah a few great ones as, as like. watching the masters and uh yeah i mean that 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 wraps up this week's oh. episode and uh oh one more thing one more you know I, I, we know you're a golf guy i bet you a lot of our listeners are golf guys do you could you give out just three names that you think are going to win the win the masters your three picks Three guys you're rooting for. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna tail uh, Barstool Banks on a lot of his picks. He writes up some fantastic oh, oh. golf blogs on uh, on on the blog. So head on over to BarstoolSports.com and just check out all Banks's blogs, especially previewing the Masters. Uh, Cam Smith playing some unreal golf right now. Uh, I can never bet against Jordan Spieth uh, while he's playing at Augusta. The man lives for Augusta. I love Tiger. I, I I hope that he plays really well. I'm not rooting against him. I, I don't see him uh, doing here, doing it necessarily here. Um, third one. I mean, I'm I'm a Bama fan, so I have to root for for Justin Thomas. Okay. I, I have a juicy one, a juicy one that I'm falling in love with. So obviously, I'm taking Tiger because I'm a normal casual golf fan. I'm taking Spieth because he's a dad at Augusta. Also, I think that just adds to the dad strength factor, and he plays awesome at Augusta. Siwoo Kim plus mm, nine. Siwoo's been having a he's been having a good year so far too. 2019 rookie of the year. Mr. Ice is on him. 
Saw some model that had him down to like minus 160. I don't know how the fuck it's possible. Slamming, slamming Siwoo Kim. Finished 12th last year. I've been finishing top 10, top five, and to win it all. But yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful weekend for lacrosse. It's a wonderful weekend for the Masters. Put, put it on with your dad. Put it on with your mom. Barbecue outside. Grab a couple cold ones. Uh, have a weekend, fellas. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, yeah, so make sure that you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the crease dive and also make sure that you head on over to the YouTube channel. Uh, if, if right now, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I still think we're under 200 subscribers right now. So let's, let's do a little something right here. Let's, let's, let's juice up these subscribers and, uh, gonna, gonna talk to you about a little company called blue balls. So typically fellas, listen, typically we don't want to be dealing with blue balls, Never, never, never a good time. But these blue balls are the one, the only type that you actually want. Uh, they are a lacrosse ball company. They also make cups to protect your nuts. Uh, but they make these ball. They're you know similar. They're the anti-greaser balls, right? So you can leave them out uh, in all sorts of weather. You can leave them outside in the winter. They can get snowed on. They can get hailed on. They can get sleeted on. And when you pick them back up in the spring, they're not going to be greasing on you. Uh, also, for every ball or for every pack of balls that are uh that's purchased they're also pledging to uh get rid of a pound of trash in the ocean so not only are you getting great balls but you're also saving the ocean you're saving the earth you're saving future generations of lax rats everywhere um and again dukes right now he's, he's showing especially if you're watching yeah. on the youtube uh he's showing the cup so you know if, if you're a guy who you want to protect your dick and balls well that's what you need right there uh so if we hit what, what do you what, what number do you think we should we should shoot for here? I was fucking begging you guys for two hundred, but nobody. You know what? I saw a stat today that sixty seven percent of our listeners that tune into our podcast on YouTube aren't subscribed. So if you're listening right now, stick up for those people that aren't subscribed on YouTube. Help us out. Get to two hundred. I want to put out a goalie challenge. I couldn't put one out this week because we didn't get to the subscriber amount. You guys know Billy Football from our friends at Part of My Take. He wants to do a goalie challenge on me. He said, hey, when are we going to do the goalie challenge? I said, hey, I can't until we get to 200 subscribers. So if we get to 200 subscribers, me and Billy Football will do a goalie challenge. You get to 250 subscribers. We'll hand out the cup and the balls. All right. So there we go. We got to 250 subscribers and we have a giveaway of 40 blue balls heading your way, a, a, a pack of 40 balls heading your way, uh, as well as a cup. And then you'll also get to watch Billy football uh, rip some, I'd imagine he's a big time uh, overhand hammer the nail bounce shot kind of guy. He doesn't, doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's going to be throwing any low to high zingers. You know what it is too, is you, as a goalie, the more, this is at least what I think as like, I haven't stepped in the cage in five years. So I, I know, I'm going to get fucking ripped apart no matter what. I don't even know if I get, I'll save one, but here's what I do know. Billy has got to step to the ball. Yeah. Here's the, you got to, you got to catch it with your stick. You know, it's step, step with the body. But the thing about Billy is I, like, if I was going up against a PLL guy, I at least know that they know where they're shooting it. And they know, like they look good when they do it. I know Billy's just going to look like your classic, cre classic crease cranker in like ninth grade. That had no oh, stick you're, skills. You're, you're, you're taking, like, you're taking a stiff few arms. off the top. You're taking a few off the top of the knees. You're going yeah, to yeah. get hit like, you know, right where that chest protector stops, yeah, like right yeah, kind of like, yeah. the, like the top of the shoulder there. Like you're going to get hit in a lot of places where you're not going to have any protection. Yeah, I, and, and he's not going to look because he doesn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, at least if at least if you're going up against a PLL guy, like you can just like keep your stick in a corner and know that he's yeah. aiming for at least one. Like you're you have a 25% chance of picking the right corner. Yeah. Um with yeah, with Billy, you're you're gonna get hit a lot. And uh, but luckily, luckily the nuts will be protected. But yeah, so head on over, uh follow or subscribe to us on YouTube. 250 will get you uh an, an entrance into the giveaway for the blue balls and 200 subscribers everyone will get to witness billy football shooting on dukes uh and in the meantime we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die we out